0: Are you ready for God's word? Amen. All right. Holy Spirit, please come. Have your way today. Speak to us. Let my message not just be with eloquence, words, but let it be with the power of the Spirit. Let it come with grace. Let it come with your anointing. Let it touch our hearts. Let it bless us. Let it take us further to become what you have called us to be. Thank you because you've answered our prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to share something the Lord put in my heart. And I'm just excited. I'm always excited when I really just receive it word from the Lord and the message today is uh, how to get God's attention how to go- get God's attention I don't know if any of you have ever felt invisible you've ever wondered whether God actually sees you or pays attention to you I don't know if you have ever thought in your heart does he even notice me at all especially I know I used to have this feeling when I'm praying in the middle of a crowd I know when I was a young believer and I will go to some of these conventions or events where there are thousands of people praying and I'll be wondering does God even listen to my voice how can he single out my voice in the middle of this crowd Do I need to shout louder? Maybe it's the loudest person. And sometimes some of the preachers wouldn't help. They would say, the loudest person here. Right? The Lord will hear the loudest person if you can shout loud. Now, if your voice isn't loud enough, then you're in trouble, right? But as I began to really grow and really understand the Lord more and more, I realized what makes the Lord really notice people and if you really look at some of the especially the story I'm going to use today I think it's a very is a very popular story but it is a story that allows us to learn how what gets Jesus and God to actually pay attention to someone to notice someone in the middle of a crowd So we're going to look at a story in Mark chapter five, and we're going to learn some some very important principle that will allow us to really see how we can get his attention. Mark chapter five, I'm going to read from verse 25. I should read about 10 verses. I'd like to read it all through. A woman in the crowd, Had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding I'm reading the New Living Translation she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better in fact she had gotten worse she had heard about Jesus So she came up behind him, through the crowd, and touched his robe. Verse 28, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once the healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at the, this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Oh, the Lord bless the reading of his word what an amazing story what a very very captivating story if we can actually pay attention to truly you know I like to really just feel the word I like to get in the middle of the conversation and try to be there when I read the scripture I like to put myself in the spirit in there and try to just feel what is going on in that environment and the writer here I think he's obviously the Holy Spirit to mark did a a spectacular job of giving us what is going on in different aspects. if you look at it there are so many players in here you have Jesus who is a major player you have the woman that we really know nothing about her name other than just you know description of her and we have the disciples, right, who were also there, and everybody had a part to play. Everybody had their own, you know, their own aspect, their own way of or point of view of what is going on here. But if you're here, you see something amazing is going on that the Lord wants us to learn from. The Bible says all these things; they happen as our example, and they are written for admonition. So we can actually look into this and learn. Hallelujah. So you see this woman, you know, first of all, at the end of it, if you look at 34, we know why? What got Jesus' attention. It is the faith of the woman. Hallelujah. So faith is what we get God's attention. All right? I was once listening to someone speaking many 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 years ago something that got my attention so the man of god made a statement and said faith is what we make god recognize a man in the middle of thousands of people right god can always identify faith wherever, wherever he sees them and one thing we know is very few people actually approach Jesus with faith. Very few people. And that is why every time Jesus sees faith, he points it out. And you can see that even in this story, that a lot of people are touching Jesus. But there's only one touch, that is a touch of faith. And that is the touch that gets Jesus' attention. So it tells me even when we pray, thousands of people can be praying. Usually it's a few people that is praying in faith. Thousands of people can come to church. Sometimes very few people actually come with faith. So we're not just going to use the word faith, because sometimes when we use the word faith, it can really hide a lot of things you know everybody can project what they want into it and it can really allow us to miss the real step that this woman took that Jesus characterized as faith don't forget that the woman herself didn't really know anything about faith did you get that this woman really was I don't I doubt she has gone to any teaching about faith I doubt she's gone to any faith conference I I doubt she's read any book about faith, right? So it is Jesus that characterizes what she did as faith. Praise the name of Jesus. So I think it's better to actually copy what she did, right? And allow Jesus to characterize this as faith. Praise the name of Jesus. So we're going to learn a few things about how she approached Jesus. What makes her so different? what makes our own touch so different and perhaps we can learn a few things from her and try to approach Jesus that way and when Jesus sees that same faith he will respond in Jesus name amen (laughs) so we see this woman first of all we can learn that he has nothing to do with our status if she had a status it would have been mentioned right she was called a woman in the crowd right she was a woman in the crowd so right from the beginning we can conclude getting jesus attention had nothing to do with this woman's pedigree has nothing to do with our status has nothing to do with you know, even familiarity with Jesus. Now, from this story, she's never met Jesus in person. In fact, she's only heard about Jesus. And that's, that's amazing. She's never met Jesus. There is no connection at all between her and Jesus that would let us know that she got Jesus' attention because Jesus knew her. Because Jesus all of a sudden recognized, oh, oh, you're familiar. I've seen you before. We've met somewhere in Gestimony or we've met somewhere in, uh, in Nazareth, you know, by the well or by the tree or in the park. No, this woman has never met Jesus. This woman has really no connection with Jesus. This woman has no status that connect her with Jesus. The only thing that really gets that allows her to get Jesus attention was her faith but from our standpoint uh, standpoint she didn't even know she was applying faith she didn't know she was doing faith she just was responding so let's look at how she responded so so she heard about Jesus we see that from verse 27 apart from obviously she's been having her own challenges she's having bleeding she's having a medical problem she's heard about Jesus obviously she's heard that Jesus was healing people all right so she's heard that Jesus was healing people she's been told now so when she comes to Jesus here The Bible says in verse 27, when she said about Jesus, she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Now, verse 28 begins to tell tell us a little bit about what happened. It wasn't just that she touched Jesus' robe. Verse 28 said, she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. That verse twenty-eight in the Berean Study Bible says, "For she kept saying to herself." So, what distinguishes this woman's touch from all the other touches, right? Is <laughs> like, is that is a touch that is preceded by preparation? right she it was a touch of preparation she approached jesus not just carelessly not just anyhow not just at the spur of the moment there was some preparation of the heart that happened before she came to jesus hallelujah so the touch That gets Jesus' attention was the touch that was preceded by a preparation of the heart. She said to herself. She thought to herself. So that means she really, she she heard about Jesus. She probably inquired, oh, what happened? He heals people? Wow. You know, tell me more. Tell me the story. So she concludes Jesus can heal me. So she somehow comes to a conclusion. We don't know how she did. Obviously the Holy Spirit plays some role there. It's possible she's heard that. You know what? It is unlikely that I'm able to get to him. Now don't forget that Jesus was followed by crowd. I once read a, a, a research paper that try to estimate the crowd that follow Jesus. Sometimes they will say, Crowd follow Jesus. Sometimes they will use the word Great crowd follow Jesus. And there's some people who have done some research and estimated when they say crowd is about 15,000 people. Now, when they say great crowd is somewhere between 20 and 35,000 people that's a lot of people I mean so this woman kind of really thought so there was some preparations there was some it is not likely I'm ever going to be able to see Jesus personally see the chance is very low the chance that I'm gonna be able to shout so loud first of all she's already weak right the chance of me being able to shout so loud that Jesus is just going to be able to just stop Jesus through his track and say, we shouting. He, he said, ah, that's not likely going to happen. She probably heard that there's a man that climbed a tree and was able to really go and climb the tree. And she said, wow, but I can't climb a tree. She probably came up with some other plan and decided, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. But she said, you know, I'm a very small woman, right? I think I can weave through the crowd. But Jesus wears flowing garments. So I have my chance. If I can touch just a part of his garment I will be healed I mean that's amazing if you just think about that I mean so this woman just I mean wow so a touch was preceded by a serious preparation so when Jesus sees that woman she sees a touch that is Filled with preparation Proverbs 16 one says the preparation of the heart belongs to man but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord the Lord actually respects when we prepare before we meet him let me ask you how many of us prepare before we come to church this one I think before we come to church we should prepare we should prepare our hearts we should pray maybe last night or the morning before you shouldn't just come before the Lord without preparation so we see that this woman is different because she comes to Jesus with a prepared heart hallelujah number two the touch that gets Jesus attention is an intentional touch It wasn't just an excitement a a touch of excitement now it wasn't a touch of familiarity it was a touch that was intentional you see it was a touch that really had a purpose behind it now every other person was touching Jesus but there was no intention there was no purpose there was no there was nothing there was no, there's no intention so the touch here is an intentional touch hallelujah she can't say if only i touch his garment i will be healed so she she was intentional so when we go to god whether in prayer whether you know in God's presence in a service we must be intentional we shouldn't just come and say you know no I, you know no there must be an intention hallelujah the third thing about the third characteristics of this touch is a touch of expectation she expected something for that touch She she looked forward to something. What are you expecting? With your touch. What do you expect with your worship? What do you expect when you come before God's presence? This is a touch of expectation. Number four. It's a unique touch. It's unique. It's not just another touch. I think the problem with the rest of the people was most of the other disciples was it's another touch. They touched Jesus yesterday. You know, they touched him the day before. You know, last week they were touching him. You know, sometimes after touching Jesus for a while, it becomes another touch. You know, I always pray, you know, every, every Sunday, I always say, Lord, I don't want to go to this service. as another service. You know, because it's so, it's so easy after coming to a church every Sunday, it becomes another service, right? It's another service, so it's nothing special. I mean, we lose the, the wonder of every service. Do you know with every service, there's a wonder. With every service, there's a uniqueness. You see, God, when God shows up, God shows up in a unique way every time. It's the same God, but it's unique each time he shows up. If you look at, uh, in, in, in Revelation, the Bible talks about the 24 elders. You know, they were surrounding were surrounding the throne right and the bible says each time they lift up they bow their heads right they bow their head and they say holy holy someone describes that you know years ago and said do you know why they bow their head each time they see god they are wowed again it's not the same there is there's something that wow them about god that they have to bow there's something about God that when He reveals Himself, He's unique. And each time we go before God, each encounter we have before God, let's make it unique. You see, don't say, oh, it's another retreat. Oh, I've been to a retreat every year. I've been seen, you've seen people done that, right? They say, oh, yeah, I've been going for, for years. I think I'm tired of it. I mean, that's the enemy. That's actually probably a sign that something has shifted in our heart. You know, each time, anytime we begin to have that attitude, it's actually a time for fasting and prayer. Something has shifted. The heart is dull. The heart is dull. Anytime there is no no excitement about God, about prayer, about the word, you feel, you know, I've been reading the word, I've read that passage over and over again. In any time your heart begins to go to that direction, something is wrong. That's an indication that I'm becoming callous. And we all go through that way. I go through that. Any time I begin to feel that way, I fast and pray. And sometimes I actually, sometimes I go and a retreat Because, you see, that means I'm dull. I'm beginning to feel, you know, God is now so common. Our touch is unique. And I pray that our encounter with God will be unique each time. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 13. Matthew 13 says in verse 54, you know, I'll read this passage. Coming to his hometown. He began teaching the people in their synagogue and they were amazed where did this man get his this wisdom and these miraculous powers they asked isn't this the carpenter's son isn't his brother's name Mary I mean isn't his mother's name Mary and his brothers James Joseph Simon and Judas and all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. See, they were kind of offended. I mean, they were like, they were offended. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. You see, their own lack of faith was familiarity. See, what led to their lack of faith was they've seen him so much. So there was nothing special about Jesus. In every other person, Jesus was special to them. This woman, of course, (laughs) Jesus is special. I mean, if I can touch his garments, this is special. So I pray that our encounter with God will be special. Will be unique. And we should always pray, Lord, I want to experience you in a unique way today. Hallelujah. Ultimately, the condition of our heart was different. Let's, let's look at Let's go back to that passage and see how the disciples responded. So Jesus realized, okay, let's go back to verse 29. Obviously, we know that our church produce results, right? Verse 29, immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition, she could feel it. She felt the power of God went into her body. Now, verse thirty is unique. Now we begin to see from Jesus' point of view what happened to Jesus. Now, before now, we begin to see, we were seeing from this woman, her preparation, her touch, how she went in there. Then, from Jesus, verse thirty, all of a sudden, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone. Out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? Now, she didn't touch Jesus, she touched the robe of Jesus. Verse 31. His disciples said to him, What are you talking about? I mean, what are you saying? Look at this crowd pressing around you everyone is touching you what do you mean how can you ask who touch me your question doesn't make sense right how can you say who touch how can you say who touch my robe everybody is touching your robe but jesus said no it's not that kind of touch I'm not talking about casual touch. I'm not talking about unintentional touch. I'm not talking about, you know, a touch or touches that are just casual, that had no preparation in them, that had no intention. I'm not talking about that kind of touch. I'm talking about a touch that is unique, a touch that came with preparation. It is that kind of a touch that draws power from Jesus. There's another thing unique here. You see, typically the healer releases the power. I mean, I think that's something. So Jesus, it's almost like something unique. Typically, Jesus intentionally prays for people. Right? Jesus is the one that says, let me pray for you. Maybe people ask, maybe he sees them, and he says, I am praying. So the action is always from Jesus to release the healing power on people. But this time it was reversed. Right? It wasn't released, it was pulled. That's unique. That's unique coming from a woman that nobody knows and Jesus said this is faith may we may God teach us to become like this woman and I think that's what Jesus is that's what that's why this is recorded so our encounter with God comes with faith so Jesus now ignore the disciples because first of all they are just they are so out of it they are so disconnected they have no clue they are spiritually just so blind at this point right as jesus said the person with the touch they know themselves so jesus decided to be dramatic right and jesus just stood and he said look And all of a sudden, the place became so awkward. And the woman knew. I think she thought she was in trouble. The woman knew, I have to show myself. I am the one with the touch. I am that person with the touch. So, verse 32, Jesus kept looking around to see. Jesus knew who that person is, obviously. Looking around to see who had done it. And the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And Jesus said to her, that's faith. You just defined faith. You just showed everybody. You just showed the whole world. Every time I've been talking about faith and people don't get it. Every time I have talked about faith, people don't understand it. You, woman, have just shown the whole world what it means to have faith. Can we just say God just teach us that kind of faith? Will you give me that kind of faith? Lord, I want that kind of faith. A faith that draws something from you. That is the kind of faith that we want. Father, give us that kind of faith. Give us that kind of faith. Give us that kind of faith. Give me that kind of faith. A unique faith. A faith that is intentional a faith that faith that comes with preparation may i never be so casual in my relationship with you may i never be casual may i never be you know so you know so you know so, so casual in how i approach you teach me that kind of faith thank you father we give you glory. Before we pray, i like to, you know, if, if there's anyone here who has, you have not known Jesus personally. Maybe you're here today. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. That doesn't mean you don't have, you have not gone to church. But you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You're not able to answer that question, if I were to die today, I would be with Jesus in heaven. But you want to say, look, I want to take care of that. While, uh, please, let's bow down our heads as we pray. I'd like, I like you to raise your hand so I can pray for you. I want us to be able to just, you want to say, I want Jesus in my heart. Anyone here? Maybe you're, on the, you're watching online, no matter where you are. I want you to signify because God sees you. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. That lady, you know, raising your hand. Can you put that hands on your chest, please? Put that hands on your chest. The hands, just put it on your chest. And I like, I like to pray for you. All right? If you can please rise up, I'd like to pray for you so I know. Just stand where you are, please. Yes? I'd like to pray for you. Any other person, wherever you are, I want you to just say, Jesus, come into my heart. I confess today that you are my Lord i confess you died for me you were buried and you rose the third day and i declare today you are my lord and you are my savior in jesus name amen so father we pray that your word will not return to you void today your word will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent your word will create faith in us Faith that will draw resources from heaven, that will draw healing from heaven, that will draw prosperity from heaven, that will draw wisdom from Christ. May we be men and women of faith. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.